Pace Line is produced by the Cycling Independent with the support of subscribers like you and additional underwriting from Shimano North America. We are community-focused, community-supported, and dedicated to the whole of cycling. Always remember, at the Cycling Independent, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. From the Cycling Independent, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Patrick Brady, and with me is my co-host, John Lewis. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. Oh, dude. Um, I watched this, well, I can't say I entirely watched it, but I had one eye on this film last night. Uh, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. Yeah, I've seen it. Is, is that not just the greatest achievement in absurdist dark comedy in a decade um yeah i mean to me it read very much as like a cartoonish yes ultra violence yes yes it was it was definitely wily e. coyote yeah it was a it was um entertaining end yeah. to end it it really was. Uh, I was I was working on a bike as I was doing it, uh, which is how I got here. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I'm going to have to go back and watch it because uh, I didn't always have an eye on it because I was sucking bubbles out of a little hose. Um, not with it makes my it mouth. sound like you were smoking a hookah instead of bleeding brakes. It, it, it does. And uh, I do the latter and not the former. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve and I talked about Bullet Train the other day on on Revolting. Uh, he really enjoyed it and has watched it multiple times. I, I'm definitely due for a second viewing, I'd say within the week. Um, I, I, I had trouble laughing hard enough at some points. Ah, yes. You want another crack at laughing hard enough? I want to be seated on a couch reclining, uh, maybe with a beer nearby. And something um, you can spill on yourself. Yeah. 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 Unlike dot fluid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Why don't you lead us in? Oh, sure. Um, this week I'm talking about fully internal routing, mm -hmm. um, bicycle, hydraulic lines, wiring, the whole shebang. Just ah. all of it. Oh, boy. This is not a topic. This is, no. this is, um, this is an ideology. Maybe <laughs> it's certainly the future. It's certainly the future. There is and that. as ever, I don't care for it. <laughs> I, a friend of mine brought it up to me the other day. Uh, he, he said to me, we were having coffee mid ride and he said, uh, Hey, what do you think of full internal routing and <laughs> guitar solo? And I, and I was like, oh, man, I think this coffee is delicious. Um, <laughs> but he's he's an engineer uh, and likes complicated things. Uh, he has a couple of Franken bikes that prove that point. Uh, for those for those unfamiliar with the term, a Franken bike is a bike that's pieced together in an odd or unexpected way. Mm. Uh, like, for example, the classic mullet bike, which has a 29er 
uh, front wheel and a 650B rear wheel, uh, probably with different tire sizes. So business up front, party out back. Uh, that's that's a sort of a beginner's Franken bike, but all sorts of things pile in on that. Um, you know, like putting a tw- 29er fork on a circa 2000 hardtail uh that was a 26 inch bike originally and then you know like yeah all the stuff goes together so anyway this particular friend asked me a lot of questions like this one Uh uh-huh and i'm afraid i usually disappoint him because i tend to think look we already know what the best solutions are for the type of riding we do and i don't really need to spend more time calculating build heights and fork rakes and uh trying to figure out some crazy idea I had to ride a bike that may end up handling like a John Deere tractor or <laughs> an F1 fighter jet. Who knows? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm oddly surprised you didn't just give him my number. I'm also um, not so oddly gratified because I'd probably still be on the phone with him. You might. You two should get together. He he should be drinking coffee. I know you don't drink coffee, but he should be drinking coffee. He should be drinking beverages with you. Yes. Uh, because I really was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> that was most of my dissertation. But I, then I thought about it a little bit. And I was like, you know, full internal routing. Like, what is good about it? It looks good. <laughs> It looks good. I can I can buy that. Although okay. to me, it looks more like the um, avatar of a bike. Uh, okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It looks like the symbol of a bike, but not a bike. It looks like a bike that hasn't been finished. It, it was driven. It was uh, drawn by a a fifteen year old, not an engineer. That's right. That's yeah. what it looks like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to achieve that look, there are feats of material science and engineering wizardry that pass the hydro lines through the stem and, and the headset. Uh, Been there. Into the head tube, mm-hmm. you know, uh, down the down tube, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and I understand why, you know, DI2, ETAP, EPS wiring wants to pass through the frame because... That gives the electrical bits protection from the potentially wet and muddy and elemental bits. So I get yeah. that. Um, yeah. That the day and age where a ton of cable stops and guides on a bike was a sign of quality and versatility is gone. Uh, and now that's just a sign of Swiss Army nonsense. Like you just couldn't make up your mind. This is a bike for people who don't have any idea what they want to do, but we're rigged up. <laughs> who were rigged up for whatever you might have uh, pop into your mind later. <laughs> but, and I think this is a big but, all of these steps along the way to fully internally routed everything make the bike harder to work on, right? And, oh, and put, well, and, mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, interject. Well, <sighs> Okay, in the case of a hydraulic line, so long as you don't need to replace the hydraulic line, problem solved. Um, What if you need to replace the headset? Well, I I only have one bike where that's a problem. Um, And on that one bike, it would be an epic, epic problem. Um, 
you've just asked me a question I had never considered with that bike. And, you know, I don't have as much hair as back during my rock and roll days. Um, <laughs> and I don't really want to lose any more of my hair. But I think that if I needed to replace uh, we're we're talking in this instance about my gravel bike, my Allied Echo, uh, where the uh, the DI2 wires um the the rear derailleur wire and the rear uh brake hose go through the bar into the stem uh down through the steer and into the frame um you don't see any wires or hoses uh except for where they exit to reach the component in question and yeah if i had to replace the headset in that bike um bringing this back around a hair I would have very little left at the end of that particular operation. And it's the sort of thing that would I would either occupy the entirety of a weekend or would be spread over six weeks of, you know, an hour here, two hours there. Yeah, that doesn't seem optimal. Not that, you know, I expect your headset to fail. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah. And then there's the issue of. Uh, and look, I know the engineers have reinforced the frames to uh, handle all these extra holes we're asking them to put in them. Mm -hmm. uh, but then that makes the bike heavier. And we just got through two decades of telling them we wanted everything lighter. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that also mm, also true. Yes, uh, certainly. And. And so uh, there's also an aerodynamics case to be made, right? Yep. Yep. But what do you think the actual difference aerodynamically is? Um, as someone who has actually spent time getting cold in a wind tunnel, and let me tell you, they're cold. They're all cold. I've been to several. If you're getting blown by the wind tunnel, you're cold. Having said okay. that, uh, it, the the gains to be made are, as we often say, marginal. Uh, it's not it's not a big thing. Um, yes, it looks cool. Practically, the gain that I get in my life from internal routing on my Ibis Ripley, uh, my Allied Echo, um, uh, my number 22 Drifter. Let the record show that Patrick is motioning uh, in a uh, slightly disturbed way at an area of his home in which I believe bikes live. But go on. Yeah. Uh, so practically speaking, what I get out of internal routing now that I've worried all those hoses and wires and whatnot through the frames, they're easier to wash. Yeah. This would be where you laugh. Yeah. I would laugh. I would. <laughs> um, I mean, there's I, this. Is, I, how is it? I'm about to make the aesthetic argument. There is something to be said for not seeing zip ties on your frame. Well, my solution to that to that is I just don't look at the zip ties. But you wash your bikes, right? Yeah. I get the hose out. I, I dial it up to a, the highest pressure setting I can. I blast it and then I wipe it all down and I put it away. But like, you know, if you've got a, a rag or a sponge or an old T-shirt, it catches on the end of that stupid little zip tie. That's why I use uh, rags. 
and not my good stuff. <laughs> maybe if I maybe if I had a fully internally rounded frame, I would use my dress shirts to to, to dry it off after. It would be more useful drying my bike than dressing up because I work yeah. in the industry I work in. There's no dressing up. I, I you know I mean the the practically speaking the the thing here that uh, does make me a little bit crazy is that you know should you have to replace cable housing or uh hydraulic hose uh or a di2 wire um it's gonna take a while uh, granted you know shop staff who do this every day have gotten way way quicker at it um it doesn't take them as long as it takes me even i've gotten way quicker at it but i remember some years ago when specialized came out with the tarmac sl4 to replace the tarmac sl3 the sl3 had a hundred percent uh uh frame stopped cable routing okay yeah nothing went inside the frame except for the bb and the steer and a few bolts uh gosh i'm a nerd sorry moving right along so when the sl4 came out everything went into the frame and they had all these weird little fittings that the ferrules went into and you had to figure out because there were no instructions. You had to figure out, oh, the so the cable housing goes into the ferrule and the ferrule goes into this and then that goes into the frame. And um, there weren't any guides. There was next there were some of those little bitty straws running through the frame uh, taped to the frame with masking tape. It was a nightmare, whereas I could ordinarily pull a bike from its carton and have it built inside of two hours. And that's not, that's double the time it took me when I was working in a shop. Uh, it took me six hours to build that tarmac. And when I mentioned that in my review and said, you know, you should be aware of this because you're going to end up spending more on labor. Anytime you take your bike in for service, uh, one of the guys in the specialized PR team was let's go with displeased. Uh, yeah. yeah. And thereafter, they never sent me another bike that was not already fully assembled because I they mean, win, win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, you know, I know as frustrating like as it can be, stuff. I still like doing it. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, and that'll, that'll come up again in my poll later in the show. Um, but I mean, it's it was silly to think that, like, I'm not going to look at what's going on and still conclude the same thing, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but truly, it, on a day to day basis, the single greatest benefit I get from internal cable routing of any sort is it makes the bike easier to wash. So if I put to you the question, you you're buying I'm 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 selling you a brand new gravel bike. It's the best this bike you can possibly imagine you're very excited about and you can get the fully internally routed version you're not going to see a housing a hose a wire you're not going to see anything or you'll get uh one where uh hoses and wires out front you mm -hmm. can see them mm -hmm. uh but it's all routed through the frame so you see them come out at the back you see them come out at the front but otherwise it's the old version of internal, which of those two options, same price, plan B, plan B, plan B. Yep. Second option. Yep. 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 <laughs> Are you sure? 
Uh, if I don't ever have to send anything through a handlebar again, um, yeah. that's okay. And um, that thing about my hair, if I have to send uh, a, a hose or wire or anything through a handlebar and a stem, forget all the rest of the, the nonsense. But if I after ever have to do handlebar and stem with anything again, I will be bald. <laughs> I want to invoke a, a current bald icon right now. Telly Savalas. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. That's, yeah. Telly Savalas doesn't count. Uh, no one under the age of 50 knows who Telly Savalas And many of the people <laughs> don't know who Telly Savalas is. So there's Mr. Clean. That's not a real person. Who is, who's a bald icon now? Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Does that count? I... Yeah, I'm 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 not so much the pop culture. Oh, okay. I'm reading Apple News and, you know, somebody's, you know, in a story for People magazine. I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Right. Yeah. They broke up and then they died and I still haven't heard of them. That's or they cool. got back together and everybody's oh. happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. that's internal routing. I don't I didn't I didn't I said to him, I don't know, man, that seems like more trouble than it's worth. Uh. That was my expert hot take. Yeah, uh, mm, yeah, more trouble than it's worth. Uh, given what my time is worth, and given the amount of time that I've put into it, I might have to agree with you. <laughs> I think if you're the, I think if you're the sort of person who's going to get it and then only have the shop work on it, and you don't mind what that costs, it's great. Go do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fortunately, things are getting easier when it was, you know, brake cables and derailleur cables, all four of those going through the frame. Um, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I, you know, I look, I still love slotted cable stops. Yeah, I come from a time when that was a selling feature on a bike. Yeah, this one's better. Slotted cable stops. Yeah, I am that I, nerd. I have slotted cable stops on my road bike. I want no other road bike ever again. It's the perfect road bike. Mm -hmm. No problems. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Speaking of next, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. I was a know-it-all bike mechanic back in the 1990s when I learned that Shimano was introducing the first integrated brake and shift lever. <sighs> Laughably... I dismissed it. I can recall making comments about how easy it was to move my hand from my bar to my shift lever. Though young, I was already well-versed in snark. And then I rode a bike equipped with Shimano's Dura-Ace STI. Ladies and gentlemen, I ate the crow, feathers and all. Not only had I been wrong about how handy the invention was, even beyond the ease of operation, what I learned was that I could shift more often and in circumstances too dicey to be willing to take a hand off the bar. In time, I realized that they increased my efficiency, allowing me to downshift even as I was breaking through a turn. Shimano fundamentally changed how I ride road bikes. And they did so for the better. 
Okay, we're back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. What's your poll this week? With the year drawing to a close, I've been taking stock of the last 12 months, perhaps a little earlier than usual. Uh, It's been quite a year for me in ways both positive and negative. Uh, So I'm going to get the heavy part out of the way first. Um, I began my year with a broken heart. Um, and I was so depressed. I couldn't even get on the bike at times because I was so depressed. Um, I even managed to convince myself that getting on the bike wouldn't make me feel better. Uh, that's, that's how, you know, the poison is really set in. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't even see that at the time. Um, yeah. And then my mom had three hospital stays while I was in Memphis with her. I was splitting time between Memphis and Santa Rosa. I would do two weeks there and come back and be dad for two weeks and then go back to Memphis and be son for two weeks. Uh, Yeah, she got a hip replacement and then two two extended hospital stays with cardiac issues. Uh, We didn't see those coming. Almost lost her twice. Um, she is much better now, I'm pleased to say. And I've experienced a lot of death this year, uh, more than any, any, well, I was thinking any two years combined. It's actually like more than any five years combined. Um, I'll do this in chronological order. Uh, first, my friend James left us. Uh, then I lost my 16 year old cat in a very sudden and swift decline. And then I lost one of my uncles and then my girlfriend, Jennifer lost her mom. And then my other uncle passed. Uh, that's my father's brother. Um, then this fall, I lost my friend, Joe, he left us. And six weeks ago, my father passed, uh, I apologize for the bullet point nature of this, but going into details on all this is just more than is uh, more than I can do and more than is appropriate here. Uh, so, yeah, uh, bottom line. Wow, there are fewer people in my life. Um, mm. The year hasn't been all bad, though. Um, I fell for a friend uh, at the aforementioned Jennifer, uh, someone I already had considerable respect for um someone i met because of the bike i met her doing a story um at this point we've known each other nine years um to be clear about this we were both married when we met and had zero designs on each other no romantic thoughts that way but i did come away from the meeting thinking what a remarkable woman uh and i was more right than i knew um she has really proven to be what I've been looking for for some time. Um, I also landed a job with a wonderful bunch of people. And the thing that I kind of stated that I wanted to do when we started the cycling independent, which was write to a much broader audience and do more to try to welcome new people into cycling is the very thing I'm doing there. I'm writing about e-bikes for people who are generally not cyclists. Uh, I love that. Who knows if they like my copy? Uh, there's there are no comments to speak of it. <laughs> no interaction. Uh, it would be easy to call this year a zero sum or even say it's been a bad year. My perspective, though, is that I have a lot to be grateful for. Um, 
I'd hate for my girlfriend or my employers or my coworkers to think I'm not fully grateful for them. But the loss has been hard, full stop. So, uh, this is a podcast about cycling. Where does the bike fit in and all this? Well, for the first time in ever, uh, there were times when I really couldn't bring myself to get on the bike. Uh, there were days the darkness won. But I did find something along the way that could do what riding wasn't able to do at times. As we mentioned earlier in the show, working on bikes. I've been wrenching on bikes since the 1980s, and I've always enjoyed it. And I love the meditative aspect to working on bikes. And let me tell you, I had a lot of time to work on bikes this year because, uh, well, I ha- I've had a lot of bikes stolen in the last five years. Mm. <laughs> um, I've lost count of how many bikes I've assembled this year, but five of them were from the frame up. And four of those were fairly complicated builds with lots of internal routing. And one of those, the aforementioned uh, Allied Echo, was the most complicated build I have ever undertaken. Um, Because I had to think about what I was doing and I couldn't let my mind wander very far, that did me more good than many of the easy road rides I would ordinarily do when I'm in a difficult place. Um, It was a, a chance to really get a break from my own thinking by being very engaged in those tasks. Uh, Similarly, mountain bike rides on difficult terrain, more technical terrain that forced me to focus on riding and not let my mind wander were another big salvation this year. The larger lesson for me has been this. The more I've been able to ride, the better I've navigated the waters down which I've been carried. That's not really a surprise. I've known this answer all along, but when we're down, it's common for us to withdraw some. Um, And I I am reminded of a T-shirt actually I'm wearing at this very moment, uh, one that uh, we sold through RKP. There will be chaos. Keep pedaling. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll even admit I'm a little disappointed with myself from last winter when there were times when, you know, the afternoon would roll around and I could get out for a ride and I just went, what's it matter? Uh, that's I I should have apprised that better. Well, I think that's the nature of uh, the nature of depression Mm-hmm. is that it blinds you to the solutions. Yeah. 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 Very true. You know, uh uh borrowing some some words from another um another sort of recovery program is that the disease wants to keep you in the dark. Yeah. Yep. Mhm. So, um, I get it. Yeah. You know, on the whole, I think I navigated that one better than I have some in the past. Um, Mm. While I certainly got some things wrong, like not riding enough. uh, You know, I didn't I didn't carry the rain cloud around with me in the same way that I have at other times in my life. And that's a real relief um, because I think about how this stuff affects my boys. Um, 
and, and for that matter, anybody else I'm interacting with. Um, right. So progress, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think if you can be in that place, and I've been in it a lot of times, but if you can be in that place and not get it on other people, uh, that's good. Because, I, you know, and that's another play, way the darkness keeps you in the darkness is, uh, you know, it ruins your relationships and it it, uh, it exacerbates problems that would ha- be happening anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, its ability to put a multiplier on any bad thing. Uh, and a divisor yeah. on any good thing is uh, most impressive. Uh, a few things are as quite as reliable in their results. Yeah, that's right. When my when my dad was dying, we were sitting, uh, sitting, waiting, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about what the the message, what the lesson of his life to me. What was what was his lesson for me? Mm hmm. And uh, what I came up with is uh, the only way is forward. That's it. The only way is forward. It doesn't like uh, uh, you feel terrible right now. I know the only way is forward. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Life's not going backwards and it's certainly not sitting still. You have to move forward and you have to find the way forward. And that's just it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I'm when I'm in a dark place, uh, I try to you know i do things like i tell people about it i'm in it you know i'm suffering right now but i also i don't go into the cave you know i i try to keep moving i try to keep i try to keep going because the only way is forward yeah i at one point i remember being reminded of a far side cartoon there's the rather substantial lady outside the candy store and she's holding on to the parking meter, but the candy store is sucking her inside. Yeah. That was me in the cave, uh, this, this past winter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I could, I could tell what was going on and I was trying to walk in the other direction and, um, not doing a very good job of that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the losses are the losses, but I would say overall the year is ending well. Um, and I, you know, one of the big things for me is as long as I can remain grateful for stuff in my life, I am not doing that badly. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, all things considered, I'm in a pretty good place. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is the time of year to take stock. I'm not looking at my Strava stats, by the way. That's why I don't make Strava stats. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, there were loads of rides this year. I just didn't even post because it's like, oh, I don't want that one blip in the radar there. That's just silly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, lots of my rides are private and lots more rides just never got recorded. Ah, they're all just blips. That's this is true. This is true. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, what do you say we move on to Paceline Picks? Sure. Sure. Let's do it. So last week uh, or the week before, I said rear rear lights didn't really matter <laughs> as long as you had one. Uh, that seemed a little flippant in retrospect. So I thought I'd say what rear light I use and what I like about it. Okay. 
The thing about a rear light is that it it has to make you more visible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I only ever run them in flashing or strobing mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, this can get a little challenging on a group ride, but I'm not as concerned about being seen on a group ride. One or all of us would be running headlights at that point, and anyone who doesn't see us actually isn't going to see us. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would sh- I would shut the light off on a group ride. But anyway, I have a, a small armory of lights uh, in my basement. But the best rear light I have is the Nog Blinder R70, which is a four light 70 lumen vertical bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's great about it, 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 it does the thing you needed to do. It's it's highly visible, uh, but it's also very easy to move from bike to bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nog has this sort of rubberized ratchet clamp. It's not, it doesn't ratchet, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's a little hook that you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tensions the rubber. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, it has multiple flash and steady modes. If you're into that, as I said, I only ever run it flashing. It's USB rechargeable, which is gotta be for me. And I can normally get around 10 hours of runtime out of mine. So mm. It's solid. Um, I got it directly from Nog for review some years ago. They had sent me a set, actually, front and rear lights. And I recall not liking the front because Mm -hmm. for headlights, I only really have time for super bright spotlights. Uh, And this was more of a front visibility light. And Mm -hmm. I don't don't really understand that. Uh, But this blinder rear light is just what the doctor ordered. The only knock I have on it is probably that... And this is Nog lights generally is that same easy to easy to move from bike to bike rubber clamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, that rubber will break down over time. And I yes. have had them. I've had a few of them break, but that's after some years, to be fair and candid. Um, I would still buy that light again. Um, interestingly, the the blinder R70 is normally fifty nine ninety five, but it's on sale right now from Nog. For thirty-five ninety-eight, uh, oh. which is a screaming deal, and if yeah. you need a rear visibility light uh, that you can put on, you can move uh, across your whole fleet of bikes. Uh, I would jump on that. Yeah, I like that light a lot as well, and that's the one I tend. I I mean, I have a great many uh, rear lights in my pantheon of of lightage, and when I do choose to run one. That's the one I tend to go for. Yeah. Interesting. And it's interesting. I didn't know that you used that light. So uh, it's funny that you it's also your first choice. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the industrial design on that. Just the overall look of it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm I'm into that. Yeah. Like if a bike was going to have taillights like a car, you would imagine it would look like that. That would be one approach. Uh, They seem to keep coming up with fresh fresh ways to make parts of a car light up. And so, uh, I, yeah, I have no idea anymore, but it's a, yeah, it's not, it's not an eyesore on a bike. No. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have this week? Alrighty. Well, for anyone looking for a holiday gift for the young rider in their life or the young person that they would like to be a rider, there's a children's book that I only recently found out about, um, even though it's been out for a few years. It's called A Bike for You. Um, 
And uh, it's written by Steve Domahidi uh, and illustrated by Rob Snow. Um, and Domahidi, uh, and I've heard his last name said several different ways, and I should have actually asked him proper pronunciation, but that's the one I've heard most often. Um, he's an industry veteran. He was one of the founders of Niner Bikes and these days is working with Argonaut Cycles in Bend, Oregon, in addition to doing some some of his own stuff on the side with viral bikes. Um, in the book, A Bike for You, a kangaroo helps a kid choose their bike. Naturally. I, I like mean, kangaroos do. Yeah. Uh, you, who else would you want advice from? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, here's the thing. If there was a kangaroo ready with advice for me, I would listen to the advice. I can't promise that I would follow it, but I want, I want the kangaroo advice. Yeah. I want that experience for sure. I might even pay for kangaroo advice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the illustration, uh, is really neat. Uh, it, it's, uh, I looks to me like it was digitally done. Um, has kind of a 3d look to it. It doesn't look like illustration per se. Um, it's, it's very attractive. It's a hardcover book. Um, and Steve originally launched this through a Kickstarter. Um, but you know, was able to do a, a proper press run. Um, maybe these are printed, uh, on demand now, but, uh, his site viral bikes, uh, people can order this from, there's also an Amazon books version. If you want a version to be read to your child by someone else. And that <laughs> version is read. Can you guess who? I can't. Phil Liggett and Paul Sherwin. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. I Which don't one know of who, them is the kangaroo? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No idea on that. Um, but I may have to. I may have to order that just, just to hear them just do it. Just to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. One of them doing a kangaroo is worth the price of admission, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's Liggett, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't have any, yeah, no idea. Um, I, I'm good with either one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the book's available. The hardbound book is available through his site, Viral Bikes. There will, of course, be a link in our show notes, but I believe the site is just viralbikes.com. Um, alrighty. That's a wrap on another episode of The Pace Line. Um, hey, people, we will be taking the next two weeks off and we'll be... be toy boat. We will be back the first Thursday of the new year. Um I need a break. Do you need a break? I need a break. I need a break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is where we ask and, you to. Yes. And our listeners and our listeners probably need a break, but go on. <laughs> uh, this is where we ask you to subscribe. If you haven't already, go ahead, click that button now. Also, if you haven't already, check out our other podcasts, Revolting, which lives up to its name in some ways, but is highly entertaining. And Enter the Deuce, which isn't much to do with bikes, but digs deep into the trials of being a parent in the most challenging circumstances possible. Maybe consider leaving a review wherever it is you found us. Uh, it makes it more likely that other people will listen in. It helps people find us, honestly. Uh, and also, constructive criticism is also accepted. 
we're open to that. Yeah. If you're a kangaroo, absolutely pipe up. Well, yeah. Kangaroos go to the top of the list. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All righty. Until uh, next year, I'm Patrick Brady with John Emlyn, Robot Lewis. Thanks for listening to The Pace Line.